0: Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Jeff Russell, 21 years student of the fire service with 18 of those being career. Currently an engineer on Engine 3 in Morsel, Recently state certified to being a lead instructor on engine pumps. Jeff's love for the job is unmatched. All he wants to do is come into work, have a good time, train, break bread, and of course, go to fires. With that being said, I present Mr. Jeff Russell.
1: Uh, My name is Jeff Russell. I've been in the fire service for 21 years. I am currently have been full-time with Morsel for 18 years. I'm currently an engineer um, and want to get back into the volunteer side as well.
0: All right. And you volunteer where?
1: Uh, well, I, I, so much stuff's been going on. I haven't really been volunteering in a while. Um, worked a lot of part-time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, concentrating on full-time, stuff like that. It's something I'd like to get back to because it's always – I've always enjoyed it because, you know, you get to really give back to the community and everything, uh, a lot of your neighbors and, and whatnot. Right, right. Okay. All right.
0: Uh, and I know from me knowing you personally – Back in the day, you know, you were on a pretty busy part-time slash volunteer department in Rowan County, uh, uh, called East Spencer. Um, Can you talk about like you know the amount of experience, the amount of of fires that you were able to go to being on that department?
1: Yeah, so uh, East Spencer is a is a a a different a different animal. Um, so we were always kind of known to be in the black sheep of David, or uh, excuse me, Rowan County. Uh, you know. A lot of fires a lot of work there um we didn't have the best staff and we never had the best trucks and everything because it was only a 1.6 square mile town and um you know it uh so a lot of your trucks were older uh we were looked down upon a lot of people but we did go to a lot of fires um so when I left I stayed there about 10 years I, I um because whenever I got hired at Mooresville in 05 I I worked at uh Harrisburg part-time from 04 to 05 but the way the schedule really worked out I was looking for something else because it was hard to kind of work my schedule in because you know they were on the Charlotte schedule and everything else and job time I couldn't get there to work at morning shift so I had to work at night and everything else but um, so I left Harrisburg went to to East Spencer in 05 Um, I stayed there 10 years but Mm -hmm. when I left in when I left um, after 10 years the zoning guy had went through this 1.6 square mile town, and there were 250 burned out or abandoned structures. <laughs> so that's in just 1.6 square miles. So like, you know, I'm like, holy crap! I worked in a little Detroit, you know? Yeah, honestly, you, that's
2: what it, yeah.
1: You roll, you'd roll up, and there's like, you know, usually there's like bystanders or something like that, or uh, there wouldn't be anybody around, or you riding down the road and the trailer still on fire from where it's, you know, they've lit a gas trail down the road. There was just it was it was wild. I, I do miss those those kind of fires and that that kind of work over there, though. I really do.
0: Right. I mean, that's crazy to think about. One point six square miles, and they had over two hundred and fifty structures that were that were either burned, uh,
1: burned out or abandoned. Yeah, yeah. And that's... you know, and that that really opened my eyes because you know we were always low manpower. We always had you know the not the best equipment and all that stuff. So it, you really had to learn how to improvise and really uh low manpower situations, you know, like people's mm-hmm. like, oh, we only got three. I was like, well, hell, I rode a lot with three, you know. Right. So right. So, you know, where the the driver had to do a lot. You know, it, it you know, it, he just he had to maybe shove hose in the door or whatever, you know. Uh the water system was horrible, you know, like it, you couldn't barely su- supply like a two and a half an inch and three quarter. So a lot of times you had to shut lines down to kind of put the priority on other lines or, you know, be nursed off a tanker or something like that come from the uh, mutual aid departments. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we were all, like, 20-year-old kids. I was like, holy crap. You know, looking back, I'm like, we probably should have died. Like, you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because we were all go get it, firemen. Um, it, it really opened probably everybody that worked there's eyes because we all had a plan. Because just because and it was an abandoned house
2: mm-hmm.
1: doesn't mean, you know, because we always say it's not abandoned until we deem it abandoned, you know, right. or cleared so right. a lot of times if you if you had a little bit of time to get in there and get a search in before the line got pulled, we would because you would walk in these houses and there'd be bedrolls on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, the house ain't been lived in and had power on it every 20 years, but people have taken up um you know residence in these houses because they were homeless. Mm-hmm. They try to get the elements, the weather. Uh, a lot of the times the arson fires were accidental. Because they would uh, go in these old houses, they would build fires in the fireplace that was intended for, but the brick w- brickwork wouldn't hold it anymore, you know? Gotcha. And it got into the walls and the attic, well, you know how that works out. Right, so, right. But um, it really opened our eyes to a lot, um, especially now because, you know, people's like, what's abandoned building? We're not going in it. I was like, I want to put some eyes in that building if you can, because mm-hmm. you don't never know, mm-hmm. you know, it's, until you say it's, you know, and double check it, it's it's not empty.
0: Yeah, so, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you because definitely-
1: and, and that's that's why I kind of had a disagreement with you know other other officers and everything. I was like, uh, eh, you know, that's that's not quite you know, no, because I and go back into my situations I've run into, and it's like, well, you know, there's still a lot of risk. I was like, but you know, you risk a lot to save a lot, you know, you get in there and do do just do a quick search, you know, or ask some bystander, have you seen anybody in and out of the building, or look in the windows, you know, it just it doesn't take that long to, you know, get them things done.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you definitely can't go by the word of the caller or whatnot. If you – you have to – the fire department needs to arrive on scene and deem it whatever it is and then confirm it. So I totally agree with you on that.
1: Yeah. And we were – like like I said, we were always behind the eight ball because um, whenever I had just got hired not too long after – they had annexed a Aldi's warehouse um, and the mutual aid departments got mad because, you know, it took, it took their fun in the way or whatever. Um, But they, the, they had pulled out a mutual aid agreement with, with us. Okay. So a little bit about East Spencer. When I worked there, we had two engines. We had a 93 KME. Uh, what was it? It was a pan. I think it was a Panther maybe. Yeah. Okay. A KME yeah. Panther. yeah. Um, had a thousand gallons on it, you know, so that was, that, that truck, that thousand gallons really saved us a lot of times. And we had a 1978 American La France. Uh, I think it was a century maybe, mm-hmm. um, but it was an old high point truck. So open cab, six, uh 671 Detroit, just absolutely obnoxious. It was, it was, it was great. Um, but that's the only two trucks we had and like, you know, maybe three guys a day. So whenever all that stuff got, you know, taken over, uh, they pulled out a mutual agreement. So like when you got a struck, you know, anybody else in Ron Cannon was getting like a, a three department, four department structure fire response. So our structure fire res- our dispatches ended up sounding like our medical call dispatches. They just come across and say, you know, uh, station 47 structure fire. And you just get, you know, and they said, we're not doing it because of y'all. They said, we'll come if you need us, but we're trying to prove something to the town or whatever. So, you know, you'd roll up three guys in one truck and that was it until you call working fire called for, for more mutual aid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and like I said, nobody's just going to stand by and, you know, we're not there to watch somebody's house burn, you know, right. it really, but by the time, you know, a lot of times when the, the mutual aid pulled up or whatever, we're like, all right, now the overhauls, <laughs> you need to go overhaul it. You know, y'all, y'all go ahead.
2: Right. And
1: do some rehab and everything. But, um, it you know, and a lot of people look at it as like, man, this sucks. Like we have nothing and we'll do But I always try to use that in a positive light, being like, but, you know, one day when we do get something or you go somewhere else and you have more, you're, you, it's going to be easier because you've always done with less, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why like a lot of people, they, they fuss complain about what they don't, you know, or we have this, 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 and this, but they complain about this. And I'm like, you're blessed because, you know, go look around and, and see what other departments are dealing with, what they work with you know, and, and they're getting the job done Mm -hmm. just, you know, before, before people, you know, you start judging your department and start, you know, bitching and complaining about what you don't have and what we do have. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Somebody else probably be pretty thankful to get what you have. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, What would you say the culture is like within your station? I'm kind of tweaking this question because I mean, me and you work for the same department. So what's the culture and pride like? (laughs) Within your station that you're currently assigned to,
1: um, so we're trying to break a culture right now because you know I'm I'm stationed at uh, Station Three on each three. So, um, since I've been hired, Station Three has always been a slower station. You know, it's picked up over the years to you know tenfold from what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always had the reputation of like the retirement home. You know, right. that's where guys go to retire, and you know just take it easier, out of sight, out of mind. And that's what we're trying to change that. Um, because I'm and I know you're the same way we've had all these talks in the kitchen and everything else. And, and we're, we're very like-minded. Um, and I'll get to that point in a minute, but we're trying to change that culture of that retirement home. Oh, it's just engine three, you know, there, you know, that laziness, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, repetition should i say you know right um, but that's not defining everybody on those trucks that's where some people want to go because it's quieter you know people in the fire service that are like that will pick those places to stay out of sight out of mind or where they don't have to do anything right um but we're trying to change that engine three so um or station three so we're trying to you know do a few things uh last shake up we had a Nick Agliotto, you know, he's a hard go get it guy. Jam up. I love him. He's been a breath of fresh air for me Mm -hmm. um, because he's always interested. He's always wanting to train. He's always, uh, you know, he's just a go getter. So, you know, he's done a few things at station three. Hey, can we change this? Can we change that? And I'm like, I like it. I love where you're going. Let's do it. You know? So, um, and, and kind of keep that, you know, all the guys that, that, that company together, you know? Right. So, um, I don't know when the last time you were out at three but we took one of the computers his idea I love it because the training room is station three where all the computers are, are totally separate from anywhere else where like where we are 90 percent of the time you know mm-hmm. 90% of the time kitchen day room bam they're right there together right so, um but they we ended up taking one of the computers and put it in the day room
2: okay. that way
1: if you're doing schoolwork or you're doing you know uh reports, Or just looking up something, you know. Mm -hmm. We're still all together. We can all sit here and have that conversation, you know. You know, more like a family instead of being, you know, another times on the way up in the train
2: by yourself.
1: And that that's a lonely life too. (laughs) It's horrible. Um, So we took one of the bookshelves out of the library in the training room. We, (laughs) I wish, I wish you could have seen it. So I really never realized how big the library was at three because I've been there less than a year, you know. Mm -hmm. So when I got promoted, that's where I went. Um, so we took every single ifs manual Jones and Barlett training manual. And we went to the day room one day and we tossed them all on the floor and sorted them out. And we took one of the shelves cause there was two shelves and put one in the, in the day room because just like I'm sure your firehouse, a lot of our training topics and, and training scenarios happen at the kitchen table.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: always something to come up. We'll get talking about a fire and then he'll talk about a fire cause you know, he's, I think, uh, Ollie was from St. Mary's, Mary's County California, Yep. Yeah, up in Maryland, you know, yep. so t- totally different culture, you know, like it just, he's a, he's a, he's a, <laughs> he's a hard go get it dude. Right. So, um, you know, we, we moved, we made a secondary library and put it in the, um, in the day room that way, maybe, Hey, some of these other shifts that it'll kind of jar them or, you know, trigger them to, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna pick up a book, you know? and and keep that training and everything going the better the station the better our guys there Mm -hmm. Um, but the culture is kind of depends on the house it depends and it can depend per crew right so you know you could have one house three crews and three different cultures
0: absolutely
1: um and you know it, you know, you can come in, I've seen young guys, they'll come in and they want to do, do, do. And they want to just keep after it, time after, you know, every day, something, something new and just multiple times a day. And they, if they're with the wrong crew, that really, it kind of dampens their, their, you know, culture. They're, Cause they're trying to build that, that
2: mm-hmm.
1: aggressive culture. And they're just like, they're pushed to the side. Right. right. And that's one thing. A lot of guys should realize if you're, Older in the fire service or getting ready to retire or whatever, don't take that away from them. You know, don't do it because I've seen so many guys get so disheartened and upset and everything else. Um, they, they just kind of take that away from them and right. it, it's bad, but the culture really depends on, on the company. I mean, you know, and there's a lot of times where the officers are ready to go. You know, I, we've all had those officers where they're, they're like riding retirement out and they don't do mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. but you can still keep that culture alive of what you want and what the crew wants, because, you know, there's always some, sometimes there's those officers that just kind of disconnect. And, and, you know, I think the officer should have a big part of setting the culture in the firehouse, setting the tone, you know, because it, you know, it is, Hey, it is his ship, but it's not, it's, it's kind of up to everybody. It's kind of like that, that safety rule, safety's, you know, everybody's a safety officer. Well, everybody can help build that culture too. Just You could have walked in the door at, you know, your first day at 7.30, but it's still up to you too. You know, it's up to everybody.
0: Right. No, absolutely correct. It is up to everybody because as you stated before, I mean, not just us, there's, I'm sure, several, many fire departments around the country where A, B, and C shift, it's three different fire departments. Yep. It's very rare to have a a fire department that has all three or four shifts, depending on how many you have, in sync together. Absolutely. Uh, But one thing I have seen is, if it's not at least the whole department, stations get involved, where, like, if this station is known to be go-getters, full of hard chargers, that's how that station's reputation is. And if you come out there on timeout or something, you're expected to live up to those standards.
1: Yeah, so. and ab- absolutely. And, you know, like, because, you know, I, like Ollie, he's, the, he's a new senior. I'm a new engineer. You know, um, I love the driver operator aspect of things. You know, I, I just, uh, I went and got qualified for my driver operator pumps for the state. Um, you know, I've helped, you uh, I helped Captain Yon with the driver development program. I'm trying to get that back up and running
2: mm-hmm. because
1: I had, we we heard a lot of good feedback, um, a lot of good feedback. A lot of guys that went through that ended up getting promoted this last go around. Uh, and it's just a dent that that, that class is just nothing more than a down and dirty, you know, driver operator pumps teaches you, you know, kind of how to pump a truck. I like to take people and get them out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, the situations where, I'm going to put you below 20 and we're going to max this truck out, you know, to the point where, you know, showing them what cavitation looks like, let them see the the five inch suck shut. Let them, because, you know, and we're blessed with water. Um, so, you know, it kind of takes them outside that, you know, outside of that, but as for like the driving culture, you know, it's, and a lot of that has, you know, the culture stuff can be sent down from, long before me and you got there
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's just who's going to change it
2: exactly
1: where when me and you got hired the driver operator was pretty much you drove you, you stand with, this you truck with the truck don't go with yeah that's right and i just i i work hard to break that you know yeah and i think everybody else is too and i try to explain to people just this truck ain't going to go anywhere if you put this thing in neutral and you pull the park brake it's going to be just fine Hmm. You know? And if I'm a commanding officer, I don't need somebody babysitting a truck. I want you in gear. I need people. I want people boots on the ground. That's, that's what I want. But if I'm first dude, you know, I, I assist, I, I kind of size up the situation just as much as a captain does. I don't have to have the captain hold my hand and say, exactly. Hey, Jeff, I need you to do this. No, I'm throwing ladders. Mm-hmm. And You know, now we have neighborhoods where the house is like five feet apart. Well, now we have exposure issues. We have a hundred foot on the front of the truck, snatch the line and, and start providing, you know, uh, exposure control. There's many things you can do. I mm-hmm. I love, I will dump a truck in, a, in the front yard in a heartbeat. They'll walk out and the thing looks like it threw up in the front yard. There's fans, uh, spare cylinders, you know, a cooler, you know, I, all that stuff. Right. Um, And just to make sure my guys have what they need. I'll pull tools off, toss them at the front door, you know, just i like to be the i, I call an aggressive engineer you know um stretch and get you know catch your own water plot if you can you know get all that set up um but to break that culture of you know that that driver operator that just holds on to the, the handle of the truck they they sit there propping the truck up you know it just mm-hmm. it drives me crazy i'm like why aren't you doing something you know you, you you can do other things, right? And and I stress I stress that in in driver operator classes and stuff. You know, there's other things you can be doing besides just sitting here. You know, so right. It's it's a culture. Culture is as much time in fire service. You know, it's it's a it's a thing that happens over time. But don't be afraid to to me challenge it. You know, you might get pushback. You know, they might see your point. And they might be like you're absolutely right, or you'll get the the old time answer. Well, this is the way we've always done it. Mm -hmm. i I hate that answer this is the way we've always done it you know and you know be respectful show your points and because if you go in there and you force it you're not going to get anything you're going to get resistance from the older guys and they're going to be like shut up go sit down right (laughs) but if you can show some points and and do a few things you you might change their mind and and just work on it um approaches everything you know that just as much as i do Mm -hmm. um if you go in the chief's office and you slam the door behind you and you go in there raging mad you're probably not gonna get very far right you're there and have a decent conversation they're gonna hear you out you know so like i said i mean it's it, the culture is it really depends on where you're at
0: okay all right uh what keeps you personally invested to stay positive and continue loving the job
1: man i meet up <laughs>
0: Hey, um, and there's nothing wrong with that?
1: No, no, sir. There's There's nothing wrong with being eat up. Um, I started volunteering at 16, man, um, because that's the minimum age I could get.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I was doomed from the beginning. I call myself a fire brat. Um, my dad started in 75 volunteering. I think he went paid full time in 86 for Concord. Um, I was different than other kids. Uh, other kids were waking up Saturday mornings, eating cereal, watching cartoons, I couldn't wait cause Saturday mornings meant truck checks at the fire department. And it was, it was a different time. So dad would take me up there and they had, they had a, a set driving, uh, circle, like a, you know, you get down here, turn right, turn right, turn right. right and right. you come back to the fire department, big loop, but you had to drive the trucks on Saturdays, you know, check everything out. So dad would actually throw me in the fire truck with him and, you know, as a kid and we'd, go down the road. So I got to ride all these fire trucks. I'm like, I'm living kids dreams. Every kid wants to drive a, you know, riding a fire truck. And I, you know, so I uh, got to go to some fires with my dad, live burns. Uh, you know, I've stu- I stood beside a mini a pump panel I was watching my dad and, you know, go. And I'm like, just, wow. You know mm-hmm. what? Like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And my dad he didn't force me, it, you know, he's like, are you sure? You, this is what you want to do. You can do other things if you want to. And I'm like, right. what would I do? right So I I've always been sold from the beginning it's you can go look from kindergarten all the way up to the time I graduated high school I knew what I wanted to do I my, it never changed you know um but my love for the job has never changed um I've just I've eaten up like I was a kid looking at ifton manuals and all this other crap you know it's, and I just I wanted to know everything about it it all fascinated me um mm-hmm. As I got old, you know, I turned sixteen. I started volunteering. Um, you know, I was always intrigued to get my classes. I won my firefighter one and two. Where a lot of people in the fire service are like, oh, I ain't getting get that crap. I don't need it. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that, that was this was the first step of my goal to get where I was going, which was eventually full time. Okay. And so by the time I graduated high school. Maybe a week or two after, I think, because of fire control or something, uh, I was firefighter one two, fully certified firefighter right out of high school. Uh, I graduated high school in May. I had my EMTs. I was certified by July, so okay. I was turnkey. I was ready to go because you know when when me and you were applying, you had to have. To we had run. there right. wasn't no oh well we'll just run you through it. The only place around it really ran you through it was Charlotte, I believe, at the time. Okay. Um, so. I graduated oh three. I got picked up by Harrisburg in 04, uh part-time. Um, you know, started I was working like full time part-time. Like I was because the captain asked me one day to see my check and he's like, Man, you make more than I Because I was working. <laughs> so, so like I pretty lived there, like twenty-fours, reverse twenty-fours, like I, I lived there. Right. Um got hired at Moores 105. But you know, I, I've I've worked up to five jobs at one time. Like I I've hit three firehouses in one day. Like it's and people are like, you're going to get burned out. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to get burned out. I'm good. Like, uh, my love for the job is just as strong as it was the first day I ever walked in the firehouse, but my toleration for bullshit has went way downhill. <laughs> so, right. um, this sometimes you just kind of be like, you know, and just kind of walk away. But, um, the, the, Still, I, I I love playing with fire trucks. I just you know I love stretching line, doing all that stuff. I'm I'm an engine guy through and through, uh, even though I just spend a short or about five years on a ladder. But right, uh, right. I, I, I I love the engine stuff. Um, I love instructing. It, that that's one thing that really keeps me going. I I love teaching classes and you know even just single company stuff like we're out there teaching or whatever uh, or or training. You know, I got a new driver operator, going over stuff with him, tricks of the trade. I love throwing all that stuff in there. That's The guys that pass down to, to me, mm-hmm. um, it keeps me personally invested because I get excited because you can see it be that they're like, Oh, well, they picked that up for me that I picked up from somebody else. Like, you know, Howard Evercash. he just retired, you know, he showed me plenty of stuff, you know, cause he was a pump operator for years, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that keeps me personally invested. You know, I want to pass my knowledge on to somebody else because there's so many people that they, they use their knowledge as power. Yeah. Right. They don't want to pass it on. I'm like, you know, shame on you. Right. Why, why are you, are you, are you that, I mean, that's where you're at in life. That's congratulations, you know, go on. Um, Because I want to, I want to share everything. I can sit here for hours and just sit here and talk about this and that, bring up subject. Let's go. Let's, I'll ramble on about it, you know, and maybe you'll get something out of it, but that to me is where and it you know everybody's worried about leaving a legacy in the fire service everybody wants to touch something or build this or build that or change this and be like I did that, that was great congratulations I'm you know I'm really glad that that makes you happy but your legacy whether you realize it or not or by the ones you touch in the fire service with knowledge
0: absolutely the
1: one the ones you take that and it might be something that you learn from somebody else. But someday they're going to take that and move that on or pass that on to somebody else. And they're, you know, a rookie is going to sit here, I'll start out and be like, "Where did you learn that? Now some old retired guy, you know, Danny Bouvet, some retired guy, Jeff Russell showed me that years ago and, mm-hmm. and uh, pass that on. You keep passing this on through the fire service. Like we all have, you know, you've passed stuff on to I'm sure Brown and whoever. Right. And that's where your, that's where your legacy is left because long after you're gone, that message and that, that tactic or training or whatever will be passed on to somebody else. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's how you do it. It's not trying to, you know, get rich in the fire service or whatever else. It just, I, I don't want to be rich at the fire service. I'd rather be rich with knowledge and pass it on to people. You know, I've I worked to go get my qualification stuff so I can start teaching on my own. Um, and I encourage anybody that wants to do that to go do it be, because we need good instructors in the fire service, you know, and it's just like officers. Every good officer has been made by a bad officer.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: You know what I'm saying? Right. Because there's some, you. we've all had those officers where you look at them and you're like, I swear if I ever get to your point, I will never yep. be like you. Yep. Uh, it, and they, it takes a lot out of you having those kind of officers. And I'm like, I don't want to be that, you know, and like my time riding this seat, you know, I make group decisions. I make group decisions and include my guys in everything I can until, um, until we come into a situation where I'm, I have to make decisions because they're paying me to do that. That's why they promoted me to make these decisions. But as far as stuff stuff around the station, Hey, what time you guys want to do this? Our schedule is clean today. You know, or free today, or hey, we got something at this point. Would y'all rather do this or that first? I give a choice because I want my guys to be happy. I want my guys to look at me and be like, hey, he's gem up guy. I want to work with him,
2: you know? All
1: right. So, but instructors the same way. We've all had those instructors. You'd be like, this is wasting my time. This guy is an ass. And because they have that power of knowledge and they think a lot over you. So, you know, it's, that's, like I said, that's to me is where people leave, leave the legacy in the fire service. It is just, you know, passing things on and down. Right.
0: Right. Okay. No, no issues. Well said for sure. Um, What are your ultimate goals?
1: Um, My ultimate goal is really honestly, it's <laughs> just, is to get the captain. Uh, I've been promoted to the engineer. I uh, just made the captain's list. Um. And that's as far as I want to go. You know, I, I just want to be a company officer, man. I, I want to be, a, I want to be a good one. I want to be a company officer that guys want to come work for. Mm-hmm. When my truck pulls, you know, pulls up in the park break and they're like, I need you now. Like, I, I need you to come here. I want to be that go-to guy. Uh, some people might see that as cocky. I'm, I just see it as being confident. Uh, yeah. I, I, that's who I want to be. And uh you know, I, I just, I want to be a good company officer. I don't ever want to ride a Tahoe. I don't want to be a battalion chief or anything else. That's as high as I want to go. I just want to, like you said, culture. I just want to have a, a good, I want to be a, a company officer with a good culture in the firehouse and, and people enjoy coming to work. Um, You know, so that's, that's really my ultimate goal as far as is my career goals, you know, okay. Uh I got a few more things, Uh, uh, goals uh, as far as I'm going to try to go get aerials in uh, September as far as instructor-wise. I haven't decided much more on that uh, as far as how far I want to go with uh, Q schools and stuff. But Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go try to get my aerials, and we'll see where it goes from there, you know, if I pick up something else, maybe some hazmat stuff or whatever. But uh, that's as far as I've decided to go for now.
0: No, no, you're fine. Hey, everybody has a goal, and if company officer it, man, there's nothing wrong with that. You could definitely, you could definitely change a crew's mindset, or build a hell of a crew as a company officer because you know the buck ultimately stops with you. You make all the decisions within your, within within your company. So I totally get it. I mean, not everybody yeah, wants to be a BC. I mean, I don't blame you. So
1: yeah, I just I don't think I would do very well because you know I, I was a fireman for ten years. Um, I, I, I just, I was having a blast. I, I never really wanted to, I just kind of, I had a plan. I was going to ride it out and I feel like, you know, I never wanted to take a position until I feel like I kind of mastered one. Mm-hmm. I rode as a senior for, uh, I think see five or eight years. I can't remember. And then I got promoted this, this past year to engineer. Um, you spend that much time with crews and the guys and everything else. And then you get promoted to a battalion and I feel like, and there's nothing wrong with, Hey, if, if that's where they want to be, I just don't think i do very well with it because I feel like I'm taken out of the firehouse, you know, mm-hmm. even as a battalion chief, you're still learning the guys and everything, but I, do, I just don't feel like it's the same. Right. Um, I just, I crave that, that camaraderie, the, the, the brotherhood, you know what I'm saying? It's just where it's, it's just me and the boys, you know, that's, that's that. I just, I don't know how I think, I think that'd be a very rough transition for me if I, if I went like to a chief position or something like that, you know, I just, I want that, that company stuff.
2: Okay.
0: Well said. Fair enough. Uh, And in your opinion, what key elements or factors are needed to make a good firefighter regardless of rank?
1: The key. Yeah. For a good firefighter. um, So they're going to have to find their pride. Okay. Uh, You know, that pride is not something I can teach you. It's not something that I can give you or take out of the box or whatever. Right. You're going to have, or you're not, you're going to be shown the way and you're going to put everything into this or you're not. Right. Um, My time at the firehouse, I put my everything in, you know? Um, And it's just, I don't know, man. It's, I get frustrated on that because, you know, I, I've looked at guys before and I'm like, you know, just where's your product, man? Where, yeah. where is, it? you know, they're asking you to do this one little task and, and you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand it. And I figured it's I figured at some point, you know, earlier in my career, you know, I, I might get like that, you know, whatever. But I haven't. I've never ran out. I've never run out of it. Right. You know? There's still days that I look at the truck and I'll pull the truck out. Hey, I'm an 18 year guy. I'm an engineer. I'll pull the truck out and I'll wash it by myself the guys will be like why are you telling us well, I, y'all are doing other things I just I yeah I, I can do it I'm a big boy you know exactly, <laughs> exactly. I was like I'm fine I just I just this mm-hmm. to me it's just passing time it needed to be done and I enjoy it mm-hmm.
2: you
1: know I wash a fire truck more than I do my personal car <laughs> so um but the the pride you know they can you can kind of I guess you can kind of rub off on what kind of crew you're with um you know because and I try to tell the new guys too. don't let somebody else ruin that pride because they get you disgruntled or something else. Don't lose mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't lose it. Just, you know, and that's where I tell guys about, you know, like the training and stuff like that, you know, they, cause I think, you know, Ollie kind of got some wind taken out of his sales a while back and everything. I was like, don't let it rush you. Don't get caught up on the bullshit, you know, it's you. You steer clear of the shit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's keep keep that love for the job, and, and you keep trucking, brother. Don't don't stop, you know, because there it, it's it's a paramilitary organization, you know. We get orders down from the top. we ain't always gonna like them. We're not always gonna agree with them, but that's the way it is. That's right. why they are tricking orders. <laughs> it's right. because we come down from the top, and we got to follow them, regardless of whether we like them or not. So, you know, but you can't let that hurt your pride. And mm-hmm. and your love for the job and everything else. Um, if you're on a crew that that you just you know you get assigned to a crew and you're like this sucks this ain't working out and we've all been on those you know uh, I just I I don't want to come to work if you get to that point where you don't want to come to work transfer get you put transfer request in get away from that crew talk to other people the crews that you think you would fit into and be like hey captain can would it, would it be all right if I put a transfer into your truck you know, and that's, that's what I did. You know, I got, you know, I was on ladder five. I was ready to get back to an engine. I love my crew. It wasn't like that. I love my crew. Cause I had Bart and juice and, and all them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, I just, I wanted to get off the ladder. I wanted to go back and, and, and drag some hoes. Um, but it was, it was killing me. Cause I was to that point where I just, I was bored. They had, they had taken, mm-hmm. you know, that's when they knocked the ladder down to uh, just drugs response. Right, right. Uh, where before, um, we were running, and everything we was almost on every alarm you know mm-hmm.
2: So mm-hmm.
1: we went from everything to nothing and I was I was dying <laughs> I was dying so um Luke McKenzie had went to Charlotte um and and they needed a senior on engine one and I was like well'm I'm a, I'm a senior so uh I asked Biggs was the captain at the time and I said, hey, what would you think if I put in a transfer for your truck And he said I would absolutely love that I was like okay. So I put a transfer request in on a Monday evening at seven o'clock and I was reassigned by Tuesday at lunchtime. So it, it happened that quick. And it changed and I was like, wow, that was that easy to change. And my 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 morale went up, my personal, mm-hmm. you know, and um because you the you would do the best work and you will be better firemen when you surround yourself with like minded people. Absolutely. That's why I love when, I, you know, y'all, I get sent out there, timed out to y'all station to come ride a seat out there with y'all because we're like minded. I love working with you. And for everybody listening, just so y'all know, Danny can drive this shit out of a tower ladder. I love it. He's, he's a, <laughs> you're a gem up dude. I love working with you. Um, you know, so you had CJ Dwiggins on, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, he, he burns houses with Joe Ramsey and all. He picks, hand picks who. Comes and burns because we're all like minded people. Right. Um, We got Andrew Burr, Josh Collins, Trey Lagle, all hard go get it firemen. Uh, You already try to get a hold of Joe Ramsey too, because Joe Ramsey will be a good one to have on your show. Okay. uh, Joe's one of the most humble guys, man. He just, you're like, wow, you're a battalion chief? You know, just kind of like, especially that long in the service, he's just that most humble guy. But you're going to get your best results in your career when you re- surround yourself with like-minded people, and then you spend time together. And when you get off the truck, everything just starts clicking. Mm-hmm. And because there's nothing worse than getting off the truck and you have a slug. And I'm like, why did you even come to right? Right. You know, I'd probably ask you to turn your stuff in, but you know, it, it, it. You're probably too lazy to take it to the front door. You know what I'm saying? Are <laughs> um, are the ones you know they just they don't think you know they miss stuff time and time again. Where's your water can? That's well, just it. No, go get the work in.
2: Right. Right.
1: It just, it, it irks me, man. I, you know, I, hey, you have these conversations. I'm like 18 years in. You're like two. Why am I still, why am I telling, why are you being this lazy at two right. years mm-hmm. when if I was in your seat, I'd done had the can and back around the truck before you ever got off the truck? Right. Well, it just put some, put some, you know, put some pep in your step, man. I mean, dang.
0: Yeah. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. It's just it's a different breed, and not not everyone's like that. But you know, you do have your your slugs within every department, and nobody really wants to work with you, and nobody wants to be a slug.
1: Um, no, that is no. My, that is my biggest fear in the fire service is being labeled as lazy. Right. Um. I I'd probably have to take some days off and really reflect on myself if I ever got if somebody told me you know you're lazy and, and you're a slug. or or you're a slack ass or whatever that that is my biggest fear i mean truly like being labeled because you know once you get a reputation in the fire service and everybody if you've been Mm -hmm. the fire service more than a year you know this if you get a reputation in the fire service brother you're going to ride that one out Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you're going to have to ride that one out and it's going to you know hell it's like credit you know if you have a ding on your credit it takes forever for that thing to come back up reputation in the fire service the same way right you can screw up one time and that's going to follow you around for it's like it's going to be like a two year span where you know and then it starts to ease off and you're back to you know you're back on top of the wagon but it uh, i just that terrifies me man i i always i always try to try to do my best even now i you know i don't as far as driving teaching whatever is i always want to bring my best to the table you know right um Hey, we all have our days. where we're just, you know, you're not feeling it. You know, you're just kind of mm-hmm. like, Oh, mm-hmm. so, it, I kind of know what they feel, you know, say now, like I'm not 18 no more.
2: <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. We all <laughs>
1: have our freaking days, but when that bell goes off, you know, we run the station, you're just kind of like, man, I ain't, I ain't feeling a day. I, I just, I need a day. I just need a day. But if the bell goes off, that's their day and I'm going to be there and I'm going to give him a hundred percent of my day. Mm-hmm. And, but trying to, you know, it's just uh, it's and the fire service is different now. Their applications, you know, that what we're getting, we're getting younger kids, um, and people's like, well, they're not really worth the shit. They're not worth the shit. They they don't know this. They don't know this. Well, yeah, they don't know nothing. I just had to teach a, a water supply class this past time. They the only thing they knew about fire hydrants, they sit on the side of the road. You know, it it's not like me and you where we got hired. We had to have everything. Mm-hmm. I remember them asking me in my interview, it was a long time ago, but I remember this, this one question because I was like, What? He's <laughs> like, How many fires have you been in? I was like, uh, what? Like, really? I, I wasn't expecting the question, kind of took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Where now it's a totally different interview process where it's more of like an HR interview and everything exactly. else. Exactly. So and, and people get mad, and I'm like, Well, did you teach them? And they're like, Well, no. I was like, Well, whose the... fault is it? Exactly. Take them by the hand have them in debate. The and I've seen the same people sit on their phones. The new guys sit on their phones. I'm like, Hey, where's this on the truck? I don't know. Ask out in the bank. Let's go. Yeah. I do not see you back in here on your phone until you can tell me where everything on that truck is. Mm-hmm. The first Monday on, on, on shift, guess what they're doing? They're doing a truck check. I'm standing by. I will, let's log you in. See if you got a login on the, you know, cause we used to um, just let me, you know, uh, check online check off.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and, um, uh, I have them hold that phone and I said, this is, I'm not doing this to punish you, but this is the best way to learn how to do the truck. I'm not going to leave you out here by yourself. Right. If you have any questions along the way, you best ask. Right. I'm not trying to leave you in the dirt. My job is to build you and make you the best that I can. And I want to see you succeed, but this is what I need from you. Mm -hmm. I need you to do a good job. And that's, and then that's kind of where that pride comes from because they're proud of what they do, you know? So it's, man, I'm telling you, it's, it's totally different from what it used to be.
0: Yeah. No, it definitely definitely has changed. But if we want them to have the same skill set or knowledge that we have, we gotta pass it along. We can't just bitch and gripe that they don't know anything because it's not their fault that they don't know anything. I mean, it's it's not. You know, no no child gets born into this world going, Oh, I want it to be here. No, it happened. So as they come through the service, it's our job as senior guys to go, Hey, do you know what this is? I do not. Okay let me come show you. Don't act surprised, don't be like, you know, we you know, uh, what were you raised in? It's a different time. You have to show them. And yeah. some some are going to learn through touch and some some that are very knowledgeable and smart can learn through through reading, but if they don't know, you got to show them and you can't you can't just keep complaining and bitching about it. So
1: Well, and it doesn't to me, it doesn't matter how stupid you think it is. Remember that you have, you know, over 10, 15 years in the fire service. You mm-hmm. have to show, you know, so I'll give you an example. I was teaching a water supply class for like last rookie school. And I'm going through the motions of catching hydrants and everything else. And they're, tech, you know, and I had a, I had a 25 off one of the reserve trucks, you know, a 25-foot section of LDH. And I had it rolled out. And one of the students is looking at me and said, I don't get it. I'm like, what do you mean? What, what are you not getting? I don't get it. Well, tell me what you don't get. I don't get why we're hooking this yellow hose to the truck. Mm-hmm. Okay. We just said the hydrant was an endless water supply, right? Correct. I was like, and then that water is going to go to the truck. And they said, I don't understand what is happening. Like, the, I was like, give me a minute. So I went over there and the the quantum was out there, engine seven. And I pulled it around and I said, you know, when I get even with the hyd- hydrant stop me and I, they stopped me and I charged the um, I started flowing water out the front discharge, you know, the, the uh, trash line. And, and I, I started showing the student that this is how many gallons of water? 750. I said, correct. I said, so it's only a limited amount of water. Right. Mm-hmm. And I started pumping that water off and I'll let them start seeing the gauge start dropping.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, all right. We have four four lights here and they're in quarters and, and explaining this. And I was like, all right, charge the hydrant. The water come up, the LDH, I open the intake and started refilling my tank. Then they're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I feel stupid. And I was like, don't feel stupid. But if this is what it takes to make you understand, exactly, I'm willing to go that mile to do it. Right. Even though, even though you know, it, I might be like, dude God, you know, just like it took that to make. But hey. I got the point across and from what I heard, all of made a hundred on the test. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm on, on cloud nine, you know, and so yeah. it's, if that's what it takes, I will go that extra mile because I had problems in school. You know, I had learning disabilities, uh, compre- the reading comprehension problems. Mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not somebody that can sit down and read a book and, and right. retain that stuff. Right. I'm the, I'm the guy that goes down there and like looks at the pictures and then reads the footnote. That's, that's who I am. Because I need to see that picture of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. That's just the way I'm wired.
0: No, some oh. people are, are, are a visual type of learner. So I totally yeah. get it. And that's yeah. what, it, if that's what it takes for someone to get it, then that's what you need to do. Because these individuals that you're like, oh, they don't know anything and you're not doing anything to assist them. Guess what? If they're a hire back or they get transferred out to your station and they're in the back with you, that's your backup guy. So oh, yeah. instead of complaining about it, make sure they at least know what's going on.
1: Well, and that's what, and that's why I tell them I, I, I kind of give a speech when I go into class the first day. I was like, you know, I'm here to teach you this. You know, I don't I don't want any bullshitting. We're gonna get in here, we're gonna get this done because tomorrow, if you were on my truck, you're gonna be catching my hydrant. You're gonna be backing me up. So I don't want any slack asses. I want you to understand this. And if you have questions, you better ask now because in a dark, smoky hallway, that's not the place to ask me a question. Absolutely. Hey, was it left or right? You know, no, no, we should This right here, right now. Okay. This is where the questions come out because when you get on the truck, I want you to be tip top and ready to be going to work because, you know, and so it's like, it's uh um, mm-hmm. You know, his first house fire come in 30 seconds after he clocked in on his first day, first right. shift.
2: Right. You know,
1: And I've used that for example, I said, this is, this is real. This is what happens. Mm -hmm. So when, when you come in and clock in, you know, you ain't unpacked your bags, you best know how to do your job. And if you don't, let's get it out here because this is the training grounds and that's the real world. Yep. So, you know, it, it, and I feel like that's why I tell them there's no stupid questions. And I'm like that one student. I'm glad to ask me a question. Tell me you don't understand. Please tell me, Mm -hmm. I will say, I will clock out and stay after just to make sure, you know, it's not about the money. I don't care. I want you to be the best firefighter that you can be. And, and I feel like it's the company officer and the instructors and stuff responsibility to get them there. Right. Give them that chance to go train. Right. And another thing I tell people, listen, if you want classes, okay, well, they denied you. Big deal. We have this thing called time off. Burn some holiday, burn some vacation. If you want the class, go get the class.
2: Go get the class. I
1: got, den- I got denied from my instructor uh, years back. Days like it wasn't on your job description. Okay, cool, fine. Looked ahead. A few months later, I'm sitting – I took a week off, and I set through Instructor 1, Instructor 2. Hell, I was mm-hmm. sitting in Instructor 2 before I figured out a passed Instructor 1. I had to catch the director in the hallway. So, you know, don't let them deter you, any, any department. You know, don't let them deter you. If, if you get nine for training, that's fine. Take time off. Hey, I'll go, go
0: by my damn self. You're damn right. You're
1: damn right. Yeah. I'm not – and – when they when they sit back and they say, "Oh, you got this, got this." Yeah, I got this and this. I got officer one and two on my own. They didn't see me to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You no, know? I I because, and when I got promoted to engineer this past year, I meet the job description of captain. You know, because that's where I wanted to be. That's where I set myself up to be. You know, because yeah. uh, you know we can't promote over. You know, we got to go in order. Right. A senior firefighter engineer and captain. So. But I knew that was my end goal. That's where I want to be. So right. I went and got all that stuff to try to better myself and, and prepare myself for that next step, you know, because I've been kind of cruising for the past couple of years. I've had everything. I've got I've got all my job description taken care of, all the NIMs and all that other stuff. So, you know, it makes your life easier. Go ahead and knock out a hard couple of years, get what you want to get done. And just and that way you can spend more you got company time now and you're not stressed and you can hit on the basics of, of making yourself, you know, better and in, in everything else. Cause all that stuff you want to get is already done, you know? Absolutely. Um, and that's, that, that has a lot to do with, you know, that's why I've tried to tell people before they deny you. Don't let that kill your dream or your pride of what you want to do. Don't let that, you got time off. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go in here and look for some classes, go in there and start Googling classes or, or, or search for classes. Um, there you go. Check the schedule, put in the time ahead and, and, you know take it off, go right. get what you want to get,
0: right? All right, well, with you being a company officer or a yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're a company officer pretty much. Uh, one question for you Do you believe communication amongst the ranks is a must for a department to be successful?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, we had this thing in the, in the fire service called Rumor Mill,
2: <laughs> right?
1: You may, you may have heard of it, um, and if you have good communication, there's no room to left guessing. Um, where if you say a little, the rumor mill will fill in the blanks.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Um, and it's never a good thing. It's and I, that's like my reckon And I know I'm just an engineer, but if if I had if there's chief officers out here listening and everything else, then you know keep your guys in the loop. Just, you know, stay in touch with them. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's about work or family or whatever. Just know what they're going through.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Communicate with them. If you got big big plans coming up, tell them. Don't keep things secret. I mean, it, it just – the power of secrets, I guess. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I have no idea. But I've seen so many times where if they just come out and said, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this the next time, and this time after that. That everybody been like oh okay
2: cool. Yeah,
1: but right. you know somebody leaks something and then or they'll get a little snippet, and then it's all breaks loose. loose Yep, and, it's know, the breaks loose. and yep. by the time it actually comes out and you're like well that was nothing like it was supposed to be exactly you know? So, right. um you know take take a friday you know just a chief officer just once a week you know like all right, so I always said, like, if I was going to be a chief or something like that, and and you know, I would take like Fridays and call them Fireman Fridays, you know, and go spend a day with the boys, you know, just go like hit a station every every week, you know, you know, one, two, three, so you you cover four stations in a month, mm-hmm. I, you know, just spend some time with them, see what's going on, you know, can I do anything <laughs> for you, boys? What do y'all need? Yeah, uh, how's things at home? You know, just because you know the more you know about your guys and, and keep in touch with them, the, the more re, I think respect that they're going to get as a chief officer. And um, when you have respect, respect goes a long way. Even when it might not be a popular idea, they're still going to follow you. You know what right. I'm
2: saying?
1: Mm-hmm. It's, you know, just, I don't know. It, the, but communication is is a huge thing. It, okay. it's, it's everything.
2: Right, right. Um,
1: but sometimes sometimes it's nice to see that communication is nice face to face more than just an email you know yeah, totally no behind the email and stuff like that but it's nice it's nice to see him too you know mm-hmm.
0: all right all right um do you believe in order to affect change within your department you need to promote
1: no no um if if you want to be a firefighter, you can change that culture among firefighters. You can change, you know, and it, the culture of it's like we was talking about earlier, you know, the culture is kind of time stamped over the years, you know. It kind of that's the way we always done it or whatever. Right. Um, I remember seeing uh videos when I got hired of captains getting off at of house fires and they had a radio in on one hand, a ball cap, and they had their turnout pants on, them, and that's it because they were command. And now our company officer, you know, is where, where they are now right um i think there's that culture among every rank uh there's there's that captain culture you know where the ones that we've had in the past are long and retired but there there's no we don't have that anymore you know where they were just kind of they did a lot more like it wasn't they were more of a manager, you know, like they Mm -hmm. they got time off and everything else. And they really didn't do a lot of scenes, you know, they were cause they knew they were going to be in command when they got there. They didn't pass it on to a battalion chief, uh, stuff like that, where now you have more of the, uh, company driven company officers. That makes sense.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, uh, an aggressive, you know, they're going to be on a line now and everything else, uh, more aggressive engineers, you know, where we're we're starting to break that culture where we have busy drivers now. You know, we're not just stuck with a truck stuck where, at the pump
0: panel,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Where it wasn't past, years past. So there's that culture of engineers, culture of captains. You're having firefighters now, they're coming in and they they're getting so much more better training, you know, than we ever were offered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they're keeping you got the culture among firefighters. But no, I don't think it, I think the the culture. I mean, that can start really from the bottom up because I've seen firefighters like you have a new firefighter come in and they're hard and go get at firefighters. And you might have a mediocre captain, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't freshen that captain up and give him a burst of fresh air. Right. And totally and change the crew. And now, you know, where you're like, eh, they're okay. And now they're like, they show up at a fire and you're like, wow, that's, that, that was some pretty gem up work, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just that one person can, you know, uh, refresh a whole crew. So, no, it, you know the the culture and and it. Can, I don't think you have to promote to change that. You don't have to. Things don't have to change at the top to make things better. You know, That's
2: right.
1: a lot right. of times we make things worse on ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all seen that. Uh, some people just need to shut up and 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 do what they're supposed to do, um, which make a lot everybody's life better, uh, or it just takes that one guy. It's you know, it's it's motivated and he motivates everybody else. He's like at, it's <laughs> like radiation. Everything he gets, comes in contact with, you know, just kind of takes off.
0: Right. So. Okay. All right. Well said. Uh, in your opinion, what do you think the American fire service can improve on?
1: I think we're going in a good direction right now. Um, it, from what I've seen, uh, I feel like a lot of tradition is trying to be pushed out. Cause you got, it's like two sides taking tug of war. Right. You have the ones like you know, they're pushing the Euro helmets and and all this other crap. <laughs> just, I just you know they're pushing it and they're pushing it and pushing it, um, and then you have the ones like, I consider say me and yourself. You know we're more of the old school, the traditional, right? Once you know, of fire attack, you know, and and we're we're tug of war and back and forth on where the modern and the uh, the. Uh, I guess the more modern guys and the traditionalists is why I kind of call them um, of where they're at. Uh, But yeah, tradition is one of them. Definitely. I I think, I think our tradition and where we've came from and where we are now is, is a big part of it. Um, But yeah, that's
0: no, I mean, you're totally, you're totally right. Because I mean, look at all these, Cadres now that that are popping up, and granted, you know, anybody can start a um, like a fools chapter or a training company and go, "Hey, this is what I'm doing." But if if a lot of it's false, and you know, social media is a big thing, someone's going to call them out on the bullshit. Oh yeah, you know. But I mean, I think the way we're going with all these legit cadre companies, groups teaching firemen how to be firemen, bringing back that firemanship back, brotherhood um and you know the word everyone uses oh my god using the word aggressive but aggressive tactics uh of course you have to do your size up look at you know study what you're looking at and then make an informed decision so i definitely agree with you on that
1: yeah and you know it, it's it's kind of a lot of specialty trainings and everything i could you know The uh, a lot we had a lot of push for specialty trainings and everything like that, and now we, I think it seems like a lot of people are just getting back to the basics of Mm -hmm. of firefighting. Um, I think you would agree with that because there's a lot of companies out there now that is they're like engine work, truck work, stuff like that. Um, I'd love to get to go to some of those, I need to sign up for some. Um, where you know, before like you, it seemed like you, the specialty classes like you know, rescue and hazmat and all this other stuff where we kind of, I feel like we kind of lost our weight. Um, And I know in Mooresville, we were begging for just like, can we please get back to the basics? Can we just get back to the basics? And um, which I think we've done a good job of getting back, excuse me, but, um, you know, it's because that still is our bread and butter. And a lot of times the basics is what's going to save our life, you know?
0: Exactly. I mean, yeah.
1: It just, it it is what it is, you know? So, um. but as far as, I I think we're getting back to a good place because, I mean, it's just like our trucks, you know, it's like everything goes in the fire service goes through a uh, a fad. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just like fashion. So if you look back to the seventies and eighties, long coats, right? Every, all the lines come off the back. So now we kind of get into the nineties cross laser, big thing. Mm -hmm. there was a supply line off the back, maybe some like a dead load. And then you had short coats with high back bibs. So now we're kind of, you know, getting into the two thousands rescue engines were a good thing. You know, they're big, you know, huge trucks, obnoxious. So now we're getting into the, like, 20, I don't know, about 2016, 2017, you started seeing these low hose bed concepts come around, you know, Yep. Uh, and now that's probably 90% of what Pierce sells, you know, yep. we run Pierce. So it's it, where everything is kind of made, and now you're starting to see longer coats on turnout gear. So it's it, everything kind of comes back around. I feel like that. And I think a lot of that's tradition where somebody's like, you know what, we're going to go back old school. And then it kind of catches and it, spreads like wildfire, you know, through the masses. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but that's where I, and I think it works better. I I, I really do because this we have this whole safety culture. And I get so freaking tired of that crap because they're the ones who like, oh, well, it's a bad instruction. We're not going to go in. But like we talked about earlier, you know, they'll dig a couple homeless people out of there. Yeah. Could you make a difference? I don't know. Because, right. you know, it, it says in the coat this is a dangerous job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do your job. I ain't saying do something stupid, but I mean, you got to use your brain. But right. uh, just like the Fort Lauderdale guy the other day, you know, he went in and did yep. that. Crazy. Yeah. Bravo. Love it. Yep. I've done the same thing. I, yep. You know, it, it, That's what I want to see get back to. But it's been, you'll get shamed, you know. Oh, yeah. The safety police will, else. yeah. The safety the police will jump all just, over yeah. you. Yeah. By the safety gods of, of you know, uh, yeah, I think we're getting back to a good place. Um, besides the the motorcycle helmets, I can't do those. I I just, you know, I don't see how they're safe at all. Right. Because, you know, it looks like it impedes impede your hearing. I don't think you can probably hear very well out of them. But um, I'm a leatherhead guy. I like my leather helmets, so I've never had one. <laughs> but like I said, I think I think the fire service is getting back to a place where it, it, it should be. It used to be before all the the safety guys kind of threw it down.
0: But, huh, right. no, like I said, I have no complaints. Uh, I have no objections. everything you said was that's it's your opinion, and I believe in a lot of what you said because it's 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 true, you know with there with everything going on now, all the cadres and all the aggressiveness, learning your job, the basics are being taught again, which is primarily what we do, the basics, the basics of knowing how to stretch a hose line properly. All right. Once you get it stretched, knowing how to flow properly, mm. knowing how to move your hose properly around corners and bends, ladder throwing, search technique. That's all the basics. I mean, this advanced stuff is great and no offense to my hazmat or my rescue guys. We need you. But a core of what departments do across this nation are basic functions. So yep. getting, getting that down, Pat, to me is, is number one. But um no, so I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. But um I appreciate having you on. Um you said you wanted to do it and I was like, hey, let's do it. So
2: Heck yeah,
1: um, I, man, I love it. Dude, I, when you come out this podcast, I was like, man, I'm gonna watch this thing. I said, I really hope this takes off. And I think I have heard every episode so far. I'm halfway through one right now. Okay. Um, but I'm I was you make me smile, dude. I'm telling you, I'm proud of you. You do you, you keep doing this and it's, it looks like it's going great for you. Um, I'll ask some more guys and plug get in your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just just keep it rolling, man. All right. right,
0: Will do. For sure. Appreciate you.
1: All right, All right pal. See you, brother.
0: If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at Student of the Game podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.